0: Greetings, this is Carl, and I'm back to talk about financial planning, but it won't be boring. I promise it won't be boring. This is step number three in the process of real financial planning. Step number three is state the current reality. Now that we've defined the purpose, so we've gotten a sense of why we want to go, and we've clarified the goals, which gives us a, a sense of where we want to go. We now have to back up a little bit to get really clear about where we're starting from. Getting clear about where you are today. In other words, getting clear about your current reality is obviously an incredibly important step towards arriving where, uh, t- towards arriving where you want to be tomorrow, right? Every journey has to start from someplace. And being clear about where you're starting from is really important. This is just a simple, I mean, one way to think about this is a balance sheet. You know, what do you own and what do you owe? And I used to think this was the really easy part of the process because it sounds like traditionally we think of it as just a set of facts. It's an objective statement of numbers and that's true part of it is an objective statement of numbers right like how much do you owe what's the balance on the credit card what's the mortgage balance how much is the house worth what's the portfolio worth right you make a list of those things and and to uh, those things feel like simple numbers right but the problem, I kept running into this over and over and over. There's two problems. Number one, we need to remember that most people don't have a really clear picture of where they are today. And there, there's a reason for that. Um, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, we're often just really busy, you know, and number, it's, it's on no one's list of fun things to do on the weekend create balance sheet, right? And said nobody ever. Um, And number two, we often avoid it. It's just like it feels complex or it could feel like it's worse than, it might be worse than we might expect or we're not as far ahead as we thought we would be. Or there's another reason we avoid it. Um, We avoid it because it turns out it's not just about the numbers. It's about more than numbers. While there's an objective sort of quantifiable piece to this. There's also a subjective piece. There's a whole bunch of stories, which might be another reason why we avoid it, is there's shame and blame inside that balance sheet. So the balance sheet's supposed to be a non-fiction, a statement of non-fiction, right? But it's all woven in with fictional short stories. We need to just we we need to remember that we need to give ourselves permission to enter that gently. Um, but I can't tell you how powerful it is to get clear about it. In fact, I remember one time when we were having a really really tough financial time. It was during two thousand eight, two thousand nine, the what what we now refer to as the global financial crisis, and I was just avoiding it because I was worried about how bad it was and I can't tell and it was it was it was worse than I expected when I finally did it It, I'm here to tell you it was worse than I our our financial position was worse than I expected when we when we finally did it but I can't tell you how great I felt to know that to finally know like what a relief it was to finally see it and say okay it gave me a sense of control right so Getting clear and stating your current reality not only tells us where we're starting from, it gives us a sense of control. It puts ground beneath our feet, even if we don't like the ground we're seeing. And that might be the whole point. Like, the whole point is we're going to start on a journey to improve this. And so it's more than just numbers. And we just need to remember that as we, you know. It, As we enter this space, as we talk to a spouse about it, or if you happen to be somebody who gives financial advice for a living, as you talk to clients about it, it's more than just numbers. And then we need to give ourselves permission to feel no shame and no blame. Now realize I'm not saying no guilt or no responsibility. Shame and blame serve no useful purpose. Guilt might serve a purpose, but certainly responsibility is important. But shame and blame serve no purpose. I remember um, working with a, a, a client who was also really close. And every time the subject, this subject came up, there was a line item on their balance sheet it had to do with real estate there was a there was a line item on their balance sheet a, a piece of real estate on their balance sheet and every time it came up one spouse would make the other one feel bad i told you that was a bad idea like every time and that might right that that's natural maybe but it's certainly not helpful so this when we're dealing with the stating the current reality in step three of the process of real financial planning. This is the place where we need to give ourselves permission to feel no shame, no blame. In fact, I would suggest you, you firmly put on your no shame, no blame hats. And if you give advice for a living, wouldn't it be fun? Get some trucker hats, blank ones, and write on the front of them, no shame, no blame, and just slide them across the table to each person if you're dealing with a, a couple they don't even have to wear them. They can just have them on the table if you want. Put your name, no shame, no blame hats on when it comes to stating the current reality. And, and one more little thing about more than just numbers. Um, there is a component. It's important, I think, to acknowledge this sort of emotional component of a balance sheet. There are items on balance sheets. There are things that you value that don't traditionally take up a line item on a balance sheet. You know, I'll give you one example. I remember we got in a a, a conversation with, I got in a conversation on Twitter because somebody said that um, for a mother, for a woman to choose to be a stay-at-home mom was always, and this was like in all caps yelling, always a bad decision. And I tried to engage in a little conversation to say, well, that's interesting you you should ask my wife about how she feels like about that right here's my wife graduated with a degree in finance she was a cfo of a small real estate company like she knew her she knows her way around numbers and she chose to stay at home and guess what on our balance sheet there's a little line item at least mentally there's a little line item that says you know being at home with our four kids and, and we put a number in there, right? And that number is like invaluable, right? We can't even put a number on it, but it's on our balance sheet. So my only point in using that example is that there are things that we put a value on that are not quantifiable. And we just need to keep that in mind when we're talking about our, stating our current reality. Sometimes we make decisions that, May not make total or perfect sense from a spreadsheet perspective, but are completely rational from the way in terms of an emotional perspective. So that's that's step number three is state the current reality. Get really clear. Don't run away from it. In fact, if you could, sometimes it's fun just to separate yourself a little from it and go, okay, this is just a this is just a factual, you know, a, a factual conversation we're gonna have. We're gonna be really sort of technical about it, non dispassionate, non-emotional for a minute. We're gonna get all these numbers down because we're not gonna run from it anymore. Then we're gonna acknowledge that they're more than numbers, we're gonna feel that a little bit. We're gonna make sure we have our no shame, no blame hats on, and at the end of this step, we are going to have a clear picture of our current reality. That is step three.